Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Let's praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this night. Lord, we thank you that we get to be part of your team, Lord. And what an honor it is, Lord, to be surrounded by so many people that love you, Lord. And that have a purpose in their life, that are answering the call, that, that want you to move in their lives, in their city, Lord. And we thank you, Father, for what you're going to do tonight. We pray that you would take control, Father. We pray, Father, that you would just have your way, Lord. And we thank you that, that you are a God of power. You're a God of miracles, Lord. And we thank you that we get to see you in action, Lord, tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord. Amen, amen. Come on. Before you get seated, before you get seated, can you put your right hand on your heart? And we're going to pray three times. I want you to repeat after me. Awaken me, God of revival. Awaken me, God of revival. And now mean it with all your heart. Tell it to the Lord. Awaken me, God of revival. Now you may be seated. Okay. For you guys that don't know that I knew, this is my Mexican iPad. Okay, so this is how this is how I do it. But what an exciting time! How many of you love uh, Anthony and Monique? Monique, there's there's a scripture in in Second Chronicles that says that the Lord is going to and fro around the earth to see whose hearts are loyal to Him to work on their behalf. And you guys have a call in your life. And what God's going to do on your life, watch out what's coming. You guys have been loyal. You guys serve the house and watch what God's going to do. Come on. So what an exciting night. You know, what? A, I mean, we just went through Vision Builders uh, Month. And how exciting it is to see God moving in, in, in such an incredible uh, way in, at Awake. And we see what God is doing. We see the impact that we're having. We see the outreaches. We see the orphanage. And we see the, the, the investment in the children. And man, we're a flourishing church. We're living in, in exciting times. And what, what really defines to me how committed you guys are is because of your financial commitment. You guys really poured out at, at, at Vision Builders. A lot, most of you pledged and you believe in God for great things. And where your heart is, your treasure is, right? So it's so cool that we get to, to, to live in this exciting times and I don't know about you guys but what we see out there is a world that's pretty gone wild right this world is pretty crazy we see a lot of things but God is looking for a church that and, and believers and followers that want to turn this world right side up right and we are part of it so in December um, Tyler Matthew calls me and says hey Rudy I have a couple that wants to see your home and uh, can, can we show it? And, I, and I, I, I told him, yeah, let's show it. And I started to pray. And immediately I felt God say, you know, they're going to make you an offer. Let's, let's sell the home right now. I'm giving you a window of opportunity. And, uh, and I told my wife, I talked to my wife and I told her, hey, Tyler called me. These people want to see the home. I want to show the home. I know that we should sell it. 
this is a window opportunity. It wasn't there before, and it's not going to be there in, in the near future. So it's a, uh, there's a window of opportunity. And my wife, you know, she's not at the same level. Took her two weeks to. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But my wife said, let me get confirmation, and, uh, and she prayed, and then, you know, right away, she knew that, uh, that God uh, wanted us to sell, so God confirmed it to her, and it's an incredible story how God confirmed it to, to her, and uh, I'll let her share it on another occasion. But what God showed me, and, and, and when I was praying for this message, it was so clear what God wanted me to share with you guys. It was so clear, like there's times where, where you know that you know, and what I want you to know is that God has an open door that represents a window of opportunity that we are standing in right now at such a time as this. And he wants us to be part of it. We're going to experience revival. We're, experiencing, we're getting a taste of revival. But the revival that this window of opportunity has, this open door, is a massive revival. It's a movement of God that we are part of that movement here for this city. And uh, the title of my message is An Open Door. And in, in the book of Revelation, uh, there's a letter written to the, to the church in Philadelphia, where the church in Philadelphia at that time was a church that was in revival. It was a church that was known by their love. And it was a church that was not backing down. It was a church that was committed. And we're going to read in, in uh, Revelation 3, 7, 8. And it says... Uh, Write this letter to the angel of the church in Philadelphia. This is the message from the one who is holy and true. The one who has the key of David. What he opens, no one can close. And what he closes, no one can open. And I want uh, you guys to pay attention to this next verse because this is what God is speaking to us right now. I know all the things you do. I have opened a door for you that no one can close. You have little strength, yet you obeyed my word and did not deny me. And if there's been a time in the last couple of years in 2020 uh, to rock the Christian church, I mean, it was, it was a time where, where, you know, we really saw who's in and who's out, right? And we're in a church in 2020 that did not back down. We have incredible, awesome pastors. And I want to honor Pastor Eugen Leanne. I want to honor Pastor Mike and Katie. Because they... Where it talks about having little strength, they had to navigate all the things that were going on, all the pressures. They wanted to close the church. They had a cease and orders. They had, you know, people coming here. And not only that, but they had people, you know, criticizing, talking bad on them. They had pastors talking bad about the church, criticizing our pastors, criticizing Pastor Mike and Katie for, for the stance that they took. But at this church, we don't back down. Uh, you know, we, we experienced something at a whole nother level. The church in Philadelphia, what God showed me, is a parallel to our awakened church right now. So we're in a time where God knows the things that we've done, and, and he has opened a door. And, that, and this door, this open door right now, it says that no one can close. There's a window, an opportunity that either we step in and take responsibility, or we will miss it. And there's many churches, many Christians that will miss it. But not us, because we're being taught, we're being developed, we're standing in the word, and we won't back down. And um, one of the things that we need to know, the, 
and, and it surprises me because when all these churches and all these pastors remained silent, it, it, it threw me off. It's, it kind of, you know, I, I, had, I had to reflect and say, what's going on? Because the Bible that we read and, and, and the Bible that we follow and, and, and the message that our pastors teach is exactly what we see in the book of Acts, that the church cannot be silenced, right? The church cannot be silenced. Never in the history, if you read the history, of, of, if you read in the Old Testament and New Testament, no matter what was happening, the church couldn't be silent. There was always a remnant crying out to God, and God would show himself faithful, and revival would come up. Even when the children of Israel would, would uh, abandon and disregard God, there always was a remnant there that would cry out and intercede. And, and it's interesting, if you read Ezra or if you read Nehemiah, it says that they wept. And my question for all of us here, when's the last time we wept for the lost souls? When was the last time we wept for, for the lost? People that are so confused, people that are in bondage, people that are, that are totally living under the demonic oppression. So my challenge to us is, is you know, we're, this message today is going to be a, a challenge to all of us, but it's a challenge to answer the call. There's other churches that there were letters written to, if you read chapter 3 or 4 in, in, in Revelation, and all the, in the other churches, there was a correction, but the church of Philadelphia, he doesn't admonish, he doesn't hold anything against him. There was no correction, and I believe that, that that's where we at. Churches have been quiet about abortion. Churches have caved in to political correctness, and that's not us. I want you to know that that's not us, right? Mm. You know, it, and it's a sad story because you see churches that are now so focused on their programs and, their, and, and, and church growth, and they're seeker-friendly, but it's like going to a motivational talk. It's like going to a Tony, Tony Robbins seminar the same as going to church, you leave there, and it's, it's, it's zero spiritual value. And it's, it's sad to see that. Um, there's churches that lost its salt. They're ineffective. And there's no regard for God's word or the Holy Spirit. They look like social clubs. And they are powerless churches. But we here, not at Awaken, I want to tell you again, because we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Mm. It's sad to, to see because if you, if, you, if you go to those churches, they, can, they the leaders, the pastors, and those people that are, that are serving in those churches that are catering to anything that, that's thrown at them to culture and all that, they don't even know that the Holy Spirit left them a long time ago. But here... It says in Acts 1.8, you shall receive power, right? It says, in so it says that we will receive power. And a church without the Holy Spirit is like riding a tricycle without the front wheel, right? You're not going to get anywhere, right? And that's what we're seeing. But the window of opportunity is not for the faint. The window of opportunity is for those that are courageous. The window of opportunity is for those that see what God sees that understand the times and understands that there's a call on everyone's life. We're all part of a team, and we have to answer that call. Mm. You know, it's funny how you read about yourself in some verses in the Bible, right? And I'm going to read on one of those. It says, 
In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. And I guess I'm an old man because that's what I'm going to talk about, a dream that God gave me. Okay, so, so I want to tell you that. I accept it. I accept it. You know, there, there's, I'm not denying it. Yeah. I get visions once in a while. It's the youthful spirit in me too. Yeah. But on the third, second or third service that I came here to awaken, it was in, in, at the end of 2014. Uh, I had a dream that night that was so vivid, so real, that ever so often God reminds me of that dream. And that dream, it was so real for you youngsters, like if it was a TikTok video, okay? <laughs> so it was a dream where, where I've been asking God what, to reveal that dream. And as, the, as I was preparing for this message, God showed me that here's the full revelation of that dream. And I want to show it to you. The, the dream consists of, there was, this, there was this corral. There was this corral outside the city, like just outside Eastlake. It was not in the city. And I know it pertains to San Diego, our community. And there was a corral that was there. And inside the corral, there were Clydesdale horses. Have you seen the Clydesdale horses? Can you put the picture of the horse so you guys can get an idea? They're massive. They're one of the two largest breed of horses that exist in the world. So th there's all these horses, all these Clydesdales that are being restrained by a corral. And in the fence, in the corral, wherever there was a uh, fence post, there was a dark hooded figure, which was all black with a black uh, hood on it. And in every, in every post, there was a black hood. But then all of a sudden, the horses starting to get, started to get restless. And they started to get more restless and a little bit louder and a little bit louder. And all of a sudden, they broke through and unleashed their way out of it. They broke through the fence and they, unle they were unleashed. And, uh, and I, asked, uh, I asked God, you know, show me what this means. Show me what this means. And I knew more or less what God was revealing, but not to the full detail that, that, um, that he revealed for this message. And this is... The full revelation of that message. This is what God had for us today. And I think it's significant because it's God's timing. You know, dreams happen and revelations happen. Thank you. Thank you. My wife said to lift my, my mic up. You know, she's the best, I tell you. Man, she's the best. But in the dreams, there, and, 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 and if you see in movements of God, there's, a spe there's timing. There's a specific time that things take place. And, uh, and the revelation of this is that the Clydesdale horses that were in, in, in the corral experienced a move of the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit came upon them, they were unleashed and broke through. And when they broke through, every single hooded figure from right to left, poof, disappeared. Poof, disappeared, disappeared disappeared and it was and when I was praying is and, and the Holy Spirit was revealing to me the Clydesdale horses is us you see there's a spirit of dead religion here and and that was restrained there were demonic spirits that were restraining the movement of the of, of the Holy Spirit in this city in fact Pastor Jurgen talks about when when he they came down they told him a Holy Spirit church in San Diego they laughed at him you know don't even try it that's the territorial, that's the demonic spirit that control this area. 
But as, but as they were disappearing, what God showed me, it was, it was these demonic forces and it was the spirit of their religion disappeared. The spirit of apathy disappeared. The spirit of indifference disappeared. The spirit of ineffectiveness disappeared. And that's what's happening now. I believe the horses have been unleashed. And the power of the Holy Spirit, we're going to be moving. Come on. And the Clydesdales represent the Holy Spirit, they represent us, and not us. We are ushering this revival. We get to be part of the greatest move of God that I think in, we're going to see in generations, right? And it's, it's, um, it's going to be a move, and it's going to be a movement, and, and God's going to dream us things in power. Like, you know, we've seen it very few times in history. You watch. And what God showed me too when I was preparing for this, that is, this, is, this power is like a tsunami. You see, a tsunami, when you see it in the ocean, it's not a rogue wave that comes and can flip a big ship. The tsunami is just like, you only see just mild movement on the water. You see the movement just moving like that, but there's a power, there's a force that's behind it that when it hits land, it creates devastation. And I want you to know that we with the Holy Spirit, under the power of the Holy Spirit, we're going to create devastation to the works of darkness in this city. We're going to create devastation. And we're going to be used by God to do that. You know, we are so excited because in the, in the next few months, we're going to be in our new building, a thousand seats plus, And there's going to be incredible opportunities to serve because God has an open door. So be thinking about what you're going to do. God has an open door because he's preparing for the great catch. So you're involved. You're in the picture. You're in this team, right? And, um, you know, when people, there, there's, there's um, when you come to Awaken, there's people that greet you. You know, there's people that help you take your kids uh, to, to kids' church. There's people that need prayer. They have a ministry team. We have so many areas of ministry that you can, you can get involved with. We create an incredible atmosphere here uh, at Awaken so that people can come and connect with God so that they can be discipled and that they can, and that they can serve and, and, and we can get to see what God is doing in their lives and rejoice because the, the people that come in at Awaken in the first days is not the same people that are here in a few months. You see this transformation. You see God working in their lives. And, and they are being discipled. And you see how God is getting a hold of their lives. So this is, I want you to watch a, a video. Because I want you to understand what it is, what it is not to be, you know, someone in the church. But who is, not, you know, what is not to be somebody in the church. But um, because we have a big task. So I want you to pay, look at this video and and take a look at it. So don't be like this guy, okay? Imagine a church where every member is passionately, wholeheartedly, and recklessly calling the shots. I have a busy work week, and by the time Sunday rolls around, I'm tired. So how about a church service that starts when I get there? Can do. When you arrive, we begin. This guy, he plays by his own rules. We want to find a church where if he starts screaming, we're not the bad guys, right? Say no more. If your baby's screaming, you stay seated. The others around you can leave. You know, financially, Sherry and I don't give a lot to the church. 
but we'd sure like to know who does. All right, if you join now, you'll know what every person gives in detail. When I'm in the church service, can my car get a buff and a wax? Not just that, but an oil change and a tune-up. Hey, how about tickets to the Super Bowl? That's asking too much. I'm serious. If I'm going to join, I want tickets to the big game. All right, you join now, and we'll get you there. I like a pony. Look in your backyard. Me Church, where it's all about you. So I want to tell you that this church is not about you. Sorry. Awaken. It's not about you. I'm sorry. But in Matthew 20, 26, it says, if you want to be great in God's kingdom, you must be a servant of all, right? And it even says that Jesus did not come to be served. He came to serve. What better example do we have? In the corporate world, in the business world, um, whoever ascends to the top, you have a, look at it, a pyramid. Whoever ascends to the top rules. You, the CEO, the partner, the owner, uh, and, and, and that's what they look up to. But in the kingdom of God, it's an inverted pyramid, right? It says, if you want to be great in the kingdom of God, you got to be a servant of all. And it's very important that we understand that it's not about us, that the call of God upon our lives uh, has eternal purposes, right? And we need to understand the responsibility of serving in God's house. You know, we don't just get saved and, and, uh, and live a comfortable life. That's not, that's not who we are. That's not what the Bible teaches. You get saved, you get discipled, and then you serve. You give your life. Like, like the Apostle Paul says, he was a slave. He was a prisoner. He gave his life. Uh, he was willing to give his life for his brothers. And we don't, we don't just get, uh, uh, the, we don't just get uh, the opportunity, I mean, to, to just, wow, excuse me. We get, we get to serve God. It's an honor to serve God. We get to, to partake in the work of the Lord. There's no greater feeling than when we can see people's lives transformed. That, what I love about Awaken, if you want to know if Awaken is a biblical church, do we go after the lost? Do we preach the gospel? Absolutely. Do we disciple? Absolutely. And that, that's what's in a heart. In a heart is to go and make disciples like it says in Matthew 28. But I was, so I googled about the characteristics of the Clydesdales a little bit, okay? And I found a couple interesting things because one of the things that the Clydesdales, and that's point number one, they're willing to work. Okay? See, the Clydesdale horse, they know that they are big. And they know that God designed them to, be, to pull a heavy load. And I, wanna, I want you to understand that God called you guys. You have an assignment in your lives. And he wants you to be willing to work. He, he, he understands, you know, we need to understand the responsibility. And God is calling us for all of us to step in and be developed. Are you willing to, to step in? Are you willing to be developed? And I want you to ask this question. What part, you know, I want you to pray and ask God, what part do I have in this revival? What part do I have in serving in the church? Because there's gonna need, we're going to need a team. We're going to need a lot of people serving. And it's going to take leaders that understand responsibilities and say yes to the call, right? So don't miss the open door. Don't miss the window of opportunity. I think one of the greatest satisfactions that we can have in life is 
Seeing God use you to be a blessing to others. Seeing, being an answer to somebody's prayer. There's people that, can, that can't see Jesus, that don't understand Jesus, but they know you. And God uses you to connect with people. I don't know why God chose to take the gospel and use us to take the gospel, but, but he did. So we have to step in and, and answer the call. Um, the other point is point number two is dependable. They're very dependable. Uh, the moment that you take them out, they, they, they're ready to work. They're ready to, to they, don't, they don't take a day off. And in fact, I, 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 uh, they're committed. That's the word. They're committed. And I Googled the top 10 name horse, horses of names, okay? So, and because I wanted to share this. And imagine if one day Alfie gets up and says to Murphy, hey, Murphy, you know, we worked a lot last, yesterday. I think that we should not go to work today. Imagine, imagine, imagine if that happened. But, you know, there's a commitment. You know, we, we can't, we can't. Uh, God is asking us to be committed. And, and if we step in and, and, and answer the call, if we answer the call and make God's priorities our priorities, we will succeed. We're going to be so blessed. We're going to be flourishing in our lives. You're going to, uh, we're going to see God move like, like uh, you've never seen him move before in your life. And, and there's going to be so many divine appointments in your lives and things that happen that you know that God is working behind the scenes. And there's times, there's times where, where we, we're in the most unexpected place and God brings a person, and when we leave that place, we're high-fiving, and, you know, we're, we're so excited because God gave us an opportunity to, to be able to speak to somebody because we make God's priorities our priorities. But there's some people that have a, lot of, a very hard time committing, right? There's some people that have a hard time commitment. Uh, they don't want to commit. They think about it, but they don't want to admit, uh, commit. There's some people that are good and they have good intentions but don't commit and, and and those people we ran into those people they're so well intentioned that they can tell you how to run the ministry every ministry better than you <laughs> right but when push comes to shove they don't want to commit right they don't want to come they don't want to commit all right <laughs> there's others they know that are called but they don't answer the call and if you're one of those tonight, you know, just answer the call. What God has for you is much better than what you have for yourself. Answer the call. You know, there's others that have one foot in and one foot out. There's others that everything is the wrong season. I have kids, I have a job, I have this, I have that. Everything's the wrong season. Have you ever run into those? When you ask for a team that we're needing volunteers, hey, can you help? No, you know, I got to cut my toenails. Are you going to do this or no, I got to do this. You know, any excuse that they can find, but you're not going to find your purpose. You're not going to find the joy of the Lord, which will be your strength if you don't understand what God is, if you don't answer the call and understand what God is calling you to do. Hmm. There's some that commit, but don't follow through. There's many people that commit and don't follow through. They say, yes, let's do it. And they get excited, right? They get excited, but they don't follow through. So, and they leave you hanging. And that's not a fun place to be. 
because everybody here depends on everybody in order to be able to serve the community, in order to serve in the church. You know, in, in, in order for us to receive the great catch, we got to know what we're doing. We got to be committed, right? We got to be responsible. The next one is um, eager. Point number three is eager, a readiness, right? If you ask me, one of the persons that displays eagerness and readiness is Jose Rubalcaba. I mean, the moment that you have something, he's eager to help. He's there right away. He's offering, what can I do? How can I help you? I mean, it's amazing. And, he, you know, he has so much passion. He's eager. And maybe you were eager at one time, and you're no longer eager anymore. I mean, something happened. Something shifted in your life. And reconnect to God. Reconnect to God. Let God start to use you again. Let God spark you up, up again. Um, the, the other one is, you know what, another person that's eager is Jim O'Connor. Let me talk to you about it. Jim O'Connor, which is, I told him that he's my favorite convert. Don't get upset, please. Because, you know, Kelly had been praying for, him, for Jim O'Connor for a lot of years. And Jim O'Connor came to church right when we came also. And we just seen his life transformed. And, and, and man... He has so much gold inside of him. And now to see him, when, whenever he, he answers the call all the time, he, he teaches a lot of classes for Pathfinders. Anytime they call him, he's eager to serve. He's eager to use his gifts. He's eager to use his talents. And it's beautiful to see the, the eager, the readiness that he has, right? And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to be eager. He wants us to be ready to answer the call. Whatever area, and in whatever area God's called you to be. To, to work and to serve and be eager about it. The next one is, uh, number four is spirited. You know, the, 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 the Clydesdales are spirited horses. They're always jumping up and down and they're, they're energetic and all that. And man, we have the Holy Spirit. We have the Spirit. We should be the most excited the most energetic people because we see, we're seeing God move. We're seeing people's lives transform. We're seeing God do miracles, signs, and wonders. And we're seeing people come to Christ. We're seeing, we're, we're answering a call. We're obeying God's word. So there's, there's this window of opportunity. And I think it's a very timely message because right now we're remodeling over there. You saw the videos of the vision of the church about the 16 campuses. We're already having the connectors from Coronado. And there's going to be a lot of opportunities to serve. Mm. And we have to know that it's not about us. It's not the me church. Here it requires commitment. It requires obedience. It requires sacrifice. It requires altering your schedule, your, your agenda. And that's why when Colin was saying about uh, the conference that's coming up, you know, we prioritize. We prioritize. I had an uh, event in Mexico for this weekend that I'm not going to attend because it's the conference, the same dates at the conference. And everyone except me of my family is going to be there. And it's, you know, I choose. I, I, there's events that I, uh, that I do go to. And if it's, but I, I felt that God said, stay prioritize I want you here and I've had an experience at, at, at the conference where where God has given me a word that still is active today in my life and I and I tell my wife what if I hadn't gone to that conference would I have received a word that changed the trajectory of our lives 
And that's why we prioritize. And, and what they spend, the, the prayer that goes into, into preparing for the conference, the work that goes into the conference, you don't know what goes behind the scenes. The interns, the volunteers, I mean, they are giving it their all to create an atmosphere where we can encounter God, where we can hear from God, where we can get divine revelation, divine instruction, for we can receive that word that we've been desperately asking God for. And God comes in and, and gives you that word. And I love the prophecy that you, you received, Pastor Mike and Katie, last year, because we're seeing it unfold right in front of our eyes. Can you imagine? It was, it's not even a year yet, and God's already been revealing to them and putting the right people in place. So I don't know where you stand right now in your heart, where your heart is. I don't know what you, maybe you lost your passion for Christ. Maybe, maybe you're, you left your first love. And maybe you were serving at one time and you were active in church, but now you're just a spectator because something happened. But tonight I want you to just reconnect with God. God wants to use you. God wants, has a purpose in your life. God has you as an answer to somebody's prayer. You are the answer to somebody's prayer. And there's no greater joy than that. I mean, success is secondary. Financial gain is secondary. I mean, it's great and we can do a lot of things. But joy, seeing a transformed life, joy, somebody come to Christ, joy, being able to lead a person with you and, and disciple them and help them uh, walk through their freedom. Uh, what, what better reward is that? We're building heavenly treasures, right? And that's what God wants to use all of us. There's not one person here that God does not want to use. Everyone here, God has an assignment on your life. The horses, the Clydesdales knew. Isn't it amazing? God's creation. They know that they they're are designed to carry a heavy load. And I want you to know, you are designed to carry a heavy load for Christ. It says, you know, we don't need just don't come to the cross and look at Jesus. We don't just do that when we come to Christ, right? There's some people that come to Christ and just look at the cross and that's as far as they go. We come to Christ, we look at Jesus, we understand the sacrifice that He paid for our lives, and then we go through the cross, we deny ourselves, we pick up our cross, and we follow Him. And that's what God wants us to do. And I want to encourage all of you tonight, and I want everybody to stand. And I want the Holy Spirit and you to have ministry time. So we're gonna, I'm gonna pray a little bit and then we're gonna have him uh, sing maybe one worship song and, but connect to God. That's what, you know, when we got here today, it says, uh, awaken your people, God of revival. And let's finish saying, awaken me again, God of revival. Let me be, I wanna join your team. I wanna be part of the move, of the greatest move of God of our generations, right? So let me pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for, for this opportunity that we get to connect with you, Lord. Lord, we give you our hearts. We surrender completely to you, Lord. We know that it's not about us, but it's all about you, Lord. And we say yes to the call, Lord. 
Lord, we ask that you would continue to move in our lives. You continue to reveal your plan for our lives, Lord. Father, we want to be here for the catch, Lord. We want to serve you, Lord. Father, we see how Jesus, the example of Jesus, that he can, did not come to be served, but to serve. Lord, we pray that uh, all of us here would understand the responsibility and we say yes. We understand it, Lord. And tonight we say yes, Lord. We will commit, Lord. We are willing to work, Lord. We will be dependable, Lord. Lord, we thank you. You have an incredible life for each one of us, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.